With Virgin Media, you can build up the entertainment and tear down the price. Switch to Virgin Media today and get super-fast broadband and TV for just €49 a month for an awesome 12 months. The sale that stacks up. Now on. See virginmedia.ie and check out how our mobile sales stacks up too. T's and C's apply. See virginmedia.ie. 12-month contract. Offer ends 27th of February 2019. Everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah, it's Thank God I'm Atheist, the podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to be, um, well, we're going to be talking a little bit about the election, obviously. Uh, it's like the thing that's happening. This will be our final broadcast before we talk about results. Yeah, that's true. Thank God. In fact, for a lot of you listening, this might be... After everything's sort of decided, we might kind of sound like chumps. Who knows? Yeah, well, <laughs> you'll you will have an interesting perspective on whatever it is we're about to say. Yeah, yeah. Or or it could still be undecided <laughs> as, oh as the media God. is starting to predict oh, that God. it's going to be that Ohio no. is just going to be mired in no. indecision. Indecision. It, oh God. It is better for one man to lose his life than a nation dwindle in indecision. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. No, honestly, that would be... Oh, talk about a nightmare scenario. I am so ready for this election to be over. Yeah, they're saying that it, it could easily go to provisional ballots in, <sighs> in Ohio. So All right. Just because it's so close. You know, we have listeners in Ohio. Yeah. You guys need to like get your shit together. Get some people <laughs> out there. Uh, figure out how to decide it. Yeah. You need a decider, is what yeah. you need. <laughs> yeah, we used to have one of those. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work out so well. No, you made some bad, bad, bad decisions. Yeah, in fact, I'm a decider. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, as well, you know, speaking of election time, mm -hmm. I just wanted to point something out. What's that? Uh, you know, most of our uh, federally elected officials are, uh, you know, Christian. Most. Just like most of our country yeah, yeah, is Christian. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it may be, however, that we are going to have our first Hindu member of Congress. What? Yeah. Really? It looks like it. Uh, in uh, Hawaii, the fine state of Hawaii. Oh, that makes sense. I was like, where? This can't be like <laughs> yeah. Illinois. Like, where is this? <laughs> well, it could it be. It could be Illinois. Yeah, but... but <laughs> Hawaii's yeah they're they're there they march to the beat of their own drummer yeah out in Hawaii wow yeah okay so, so interesting so yeah Hindu. apparently uh, uh this this woman she's an up and comer I'll tell you she's a rising star really Tulsi Gabbard what's Gabbard. so what's so rising star about her well she uh, she was elected to the state uh something or other state what uh state the Hawaii legislature. Okay. I can't tell if it was... Yeah, anyway. She was elected to the state legislature at age 21. Really? She, now she's only 31. No way. Yeah. And... Well, this is impressive. Yeah. So, huh. and it, it's interesting. Hawaii, of course, also the state that sent the first Buddhist member of Congress in. So, yeah. Who are these people? 
Well, the Buddhist thing makes more sense to me because I knew that there was a big Japanese population in Hawaii. Yeah, but still. I mean, that's just... I don't know. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, I, they're very... It, it must be independent thinkers out there or must something. Be. Yeah. I don't know. But, but Go yeah, this, Hawaii. This lady seems, uh, seems like she's... It looks, at least according to a, a poll that was done in mid-October, mm-hmm. she had a commanding lead. Wow. So unless she's done something to really fuck it up. She's uh some scandal. She's she's in. She hmm. will be there. All right. Hinduing it up. Yeah. You remember you remember when we played the whole uh that that Hindu guy trying to give a Hindu prayer yeah, that in front sad. of Congress and uh, and yeah. the 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 Christians shouting him down. Yeah. Wow, what will they do with her? Shout her down. They won't. Yeah. They'll just ignore Probably her. Probably not. <laughs> well, all right. Um well, moving to an entirely different part of the planet than, yeah. than Hawaii, um, Italy, or the Vatican, to be more specific. Vatican City. Vatican City, yes. Which is its own country. That is, it's true. Surrounded yeah. by, but Italy. not but not in Italy. Not part of. This is true. Italy. Yeah. Their yeah. postal service actually functions. <laughs> You can get a letter out of the Vatican. You can't get it. Yeah. When I lived in Rome, I would make my way to St. Peter's Square. Oh, really? Go to the post office there and, and, uh, mail, and your... mail stuff. Can you use off. the same stamps that you use? Yeah, in... That's why you go to the, the post office. Because oh. otherwise you could just walk through the square and, and drop your your um, your your mail into one of their post boxes. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. I actually but, looked at. Yeah. It's a tiny little country. Oh, yeah. You could jog around it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could, I could see it from my house. I I don't know how many times I've been to the Vatican City actually. Oh, but that's cool. But nonetheless, um, so the um, not the Sistine Chapel itself, but the um, Michelangelo's fresco on the on the ceiling. Sure, that um, famous famous fresco, famous fresco, the creation. Yeah, right? um, it's a uh, hundred years old. A hundred? I mean, 500 years old. (laughs) Okay, that makes more sense to me. Like, wow, that Michelangelo lived a lot longer than I expected him to. He toiled and toiled (laughs) for 404 years. (laughs) The 404-year-old Michelangelo finally hobbles over. It's finished! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, so... um, Yeah, so October 31st. Uh, was uh, was the anniversary? Oh wow! And uh, it sort of raised the issue uh, for a number of people at the Vatican about the um, the numbers of people oh. who 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 walk through the Sistine Chapel every year in order well, to see it. Well, yeah, it's um, the most famous chapel ceiling in the planet. Yeah, upwards um, on a on a busy day, perhaps twenty thousand people Whoa. will make their way through uh, the Sistine Chapel. Um, it's, um, two point something million, make it through a year, something like that. Yeah. That's a lot. I can't remember the number. Um, but, um, so some people started bringing up the issue of like, yeah, maybe we should, maybe it's time to, to limit access. Yeah. Um, because the human presence, um, our, our carbon dioxide that we're emitting, uh-huh. um, and, uh, the dust that we're bringing in yeah. are all issues, sure. um, with regards sure. to, to, to the whole thing. And, um, but, but the, um, 
The, yeah, the, enough, the enough people have seen it already. They can cut it off. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like art was meant to be looked at. Um, however, the, the, those that run the Vatican museums, which this is, you know, a, a part of, yeah. um, are adamantly against it. Uh, they, yeah, they, of course they, they are. Uh, actually, I, I thought Do they this, charge to go in there? Into the museums, yeah. It's expensive to get into the museums. What about but the chapel? W- once you're in the museums, you can go visit the chapel. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, we're talking a revenue stream here. Oh. Oh. You, you, you start limiting access to the chapel, and you, you they're losing mm. funds. Oh, yeah, because people go there to see... Like you, right. you, that's you why you go, go to the museum because like everybody's like walking through the museum. Like, when do I get to see the chapel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I've never been there, but that's, um, but yeah. It's, oh, it's an intense museum experience. It's like, like, it's, going, it's, 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 like I'm sure it's like going multiple museums within the one museum. I mean, right. They, they, the, the, just the Egypt, the Egyptian section is an basically Egypt. its own museum. Like is it, it's, it's in, like an archaeological in, museum. They it's got, not, it's not crazy shit. They've got art. It's religious artifacts. They've got oh, weird. They've got yeah. They've got stuff from everywhere. They have oh. mummies. They have. <laughs> you know, it's insane. Wow! Okay. Like it's a crazy, crazy museum. Wow! I mean, that is anyways, crazy. Um, That's kind of fun. I want to go there now. But but the this guy, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Paolucci is his last name. Oh. Um, he um, and he's. Kind of a big deal, I guess, at the Vatican Museum. I'm kind of a big deal <laughs> at the Vatican Museum. I don't know if you've heard of me. But he says, uh, the days of, uh, when only Russian Grand Dukes and English Lords could gain access to the great masterpieces are definitely over. Well, yeah. So, but but just this idea, it's this is the, this is the people's heritage. This yeah. belongs to all of us. And I thought that was really amazing. And so mm. they've actually, um, they're hiring a uh, Carrier, which is a subsidiary of um, a Connecticut-based company, mm. um, to design a radically innovative air conditioning and climate control system. Oh, yeah. Carrier does yeah. HVAC stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And so um, they are going – it's going to be totally custom, totally, <laughs> like, crazy town, I'm yeah. sure. And it's going to, like, suck the air out before it can even get to the – up to the ceiling or something. I don't know. Right. Or every now and then it'll just, uh, it'll like put up a wall of air that people actually can't walk into. <gasps> Keep them from getting in. Yeah. Or like a, like one of those walls of fire Ooh. or something, you know. And it came to pass that a wall of fire <laughs> did prevent them and they did go forth yeah. and not see the, the ceiling. Yeah. I thought it was just, oh, some five million tourists visit the Sistine Chapel every year. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Yep. That's, uh, yeah, they're not messing around. Yeah. That's probably more than visit. And let me tell you though, it's a big pain in the butt because you're, you go in, you go in, right. I think you're given like a, only a brief amount of time. I don't think you're really allowed to stay in for very long. There's a ticker. Right? There might be, maybe there's not. But there's like announcements going on in like every language imaginable. Oh, I'm sure. That's saying, please do not take flash photography. <laughs> and oh, wow. and like, I'm all sure these... that's contributing to the spirituality of the moment. Oh, there's no spirituality in there. Uh-uh. None. Because you just have everybody with their necks just. I mean, it's not an enjoyable thing to look at because you're looking at the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the whole experience is just looking at the ceiling. Right. So. 
I remember when you and I were were painting uh, the rooms in your in your new in your current house. Horrible. And we were just like we were. First of all, we were like, man, can you imagine just having to do having to do this as a painting? As yeah. opposed to just like rolling some oh, paint yeah. on, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. And he did it for he Michelangelo was there for four years, four years, mostly on his back, just painting. Uh, it'd be better on your back, yeah, than I mean, what we were doing. Sure, sure. Although that it might be confusing. Like there's just a sense of up and down that would get all yeah. wonky. On he was you. pretty smart. Yeah, he was. He was. He was okay <laughs> at his job. He did okay. Yeah. He, yeah. Although, if you if you look at it really closely, and uh-huh. I've seen photos of the Sistine Chapel's mm-hmm. ceiling, yes, the guy and God's fingers don't. He didn't. He wasn't able to make them actually touch. Oh no! There's a little separation between. I think that was an accident. I think it was trying to get them. <laughs> Just kidding! That's, like absurd. <laughs> he couldn't mm-hmm. quite get them together. I think yeah. that's yeah. That's some that's poor, just poor planning. Bad planning on that's his what part. That is. Yeah. He needed to start in the middle you know, and work outward. Computer assistance. In yeah. The design of really, honestly, thing. if he had had AutoCAD, he, he started painting from one side of the room, <laughs> got to God's finger, then started painting on the right. other side of the room. Got to Adam's finger. They and didn't was like, oh quite, shit. Yeah, exactly. It's this like is, it's like, and to be honest, like <laughs> what you're seeing in that picture is actually like 20 feet across. Yeah, that's no small gap. No, it looks like it's maybe just centimeters. No, we're talking, <laughs> we're talking good half a foot. It's it, you know, it's like the transcontinental railroad. How they were they were mm-hmm. off when they met in the middle, and they had to. Make some adjustments. Did they? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. They were off. They had to adjust. They the, were close. The lore I heard <laughs> was that they just, like, met. That they like, just like nailed the St. Louis Arch. Like they, like they almost accidentally ran into each other and were like, oh, hey, you're building a, a railway, too? Well, it's good that they knew the other team was out there because they would have <laughs> just kept going. <laughs> they just pass each other. Yeah, they're one there would have mi- been two transcontinental. <laughs> they're one mile apart. <laughs> At one point, they tried. They, one group goes over the other oh, group's no. tracks or something. Anyway. Yeah, that'd be terrible. That happened here in Utah. It did. The driving. I've the, been the up there. Golden Spike. I've seen the reenactment <laughs> that they do every hour. <laughs> we did we're not know they did a reenactment. You didn't know they did no. a reenactment. No, we have to go. Yeah, they they have two steam powered locomotives, <laughs> and th- there's this tiny length of track, and they just like they back them up, <laughs> and then they bring them forward. That's. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and a pain in the butt to get out to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a ways out there. You've been to the Spiral Jetty, right? No, I've <gasps> never even been. Duh. I know. What? Wow. Oh, yeah, because he's, you pass it. Yeah, yeah. On the way to, you, you go first to, to the Golden Spike, and then. Well, we'll have to, to just. Jetty. We'll have to make a trip. But Spiral Jetty's underwater now. Maybe not this year. It's back. The, the, I read an article this year that said it was submerged again. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Well, yeah. there you go. We'll see. We'll see how droughty next year is. Maybe we'll go out next year if it's particularly droughty. I think this is supposed to be a crazy winter. Yeah. It's a La Nina. You're a La Nina. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to move on. Thanks. We've, we've gotten so far. <sighs> okay. Um, so here's a little interesting tidbit. Uh, and I've heard of this happening in the Mormon church, but this is, this is sort of my first, uh, my first encounter with this in the Catholic church. Oh, Um, that's not a good sign. No, no, it's not. 
Um, Bishop uh, Daniel Jenky. Jenky. Jenky? He's kind of a janky bishop. Jenky? Is he jankity? He's a little jankity. He, uh, he actually had, he sent out a letter to all of the priests under him in his diocese hmm. saying that they had to read aloud for every mass on, uh, on this weekend. They had to read aloud a statement by him that oh. was okay. anti-Obama. <laughs> oh, okay. They had to read a, they had to read this, uh, letter that said, uh, in part, let me find a good quote here. Uh, they said it said, um, "The current, uh, neither the president of the United States nor the current majority of the federal Senate have been willing or even willing to even consider the Catholic community's grave objections to those HHS mandates that would require all Catholic institutions, excepting only our church buildings, to fund abortion, sterilization, and artificial contraception." Oh wow. Wow. Yeah. What so what's what what what's what what is the fallout at well, this point? Well like, I mean, for one thing, that's not true. You know, what well, he said okay. in it is not true. Right. Uh they are not required to do that. It's just an insurance issue, right? Right. And it doesn't even require them to cover insurance for their churches for anything that's part of their mission. It's right. just for Employees. Their, their sec- and no, it's for secular en- right. endeavors like hospitals and stuff. Right. So if they own a, if if the Catholic Church owns a hospital, right, and they have a, oh, I don't know, a uh, a worker down in the cafeteria who wants contraception, who, who has their insurance, their workplace insurance, right. then they can get contraception. Then they have to provide contraception through their insurance. Through the insurance. Now, of but course, the hospital owned by the Catholic Church does it have to provide? I don't know that it has to provide. It doesn't have to provide. No, they first find of all, objectionable. I don't know about that. I, what I do know is that's that, what he's saying. No, what he's saying is that what he's claiming is, is that, that to perform abortions at church. No, yes, he's he is claiming <laughs> he personally <laughs> will be required to perform abortions. No, 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 no. They I can they can I bring heard, someone in to do that. That's basically what he was saying there. No, what he was saying was that. Uh, Nobody's willing to consider the uh, the Catholic community's objections. He's he's saying that the HHS mandates are about requiring Catholic institutions to fund through their through insurance to fund insurance policies mm-hmm. that would cover. Now he claims it would cover abortion, sterilization, sterilization, <laughs> and contraception. Like what kind of sterilization? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, I like don't a know. Snip, snip, like. A man who wants a vasectomy? Maybe. I'm not sure what he means by that. But that's not sterilization. Yeah, that's it, a, that's, they, yeah, that's a vasectomy. It's a very different thing. I'm. I really don't know what he's talking about. But I. But I do know that there's nothing in the mandate that says that they have to cover abortion. Okay. So nonetheless, back to my question. What's yes. What's the fallout? Like, what's are, are people? Well, in, are parishioners getting upset or? Well, it is pretty wildly out of touch with most of the, his parishioners' uh, actual actual views yeah. on on it. American but, Catholics tend not to like agree with right that Catholic leadership. That, right, leadership. that is kind of the wor- <laughs> the biggest uh, problem with the Catholic Church it's in, really in America right now. Yeah. So, uh, so I mean, so far, it's I think it's 
way too soon to know what fallout there will be. Uh, but it's definitely rankled some feathers. He's and frankly, jerk. frankly, he should be denied tax exempt status for he his should. diocese. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what the law says. Uh-huh. Uh, but he won't be because the IRS doesn't do anything about those. That's so lame. I, you know what? If we're gonna have laws, yeah, we need to enforce them. Why wouldn't that be a thing? Uh, well, I mean, we reported a few a few, a few weeks ago about that uh, about the day of everyone, all these pastors yeah. defying that, yeah. and and then just like flipping the bird at the IRS, like fuck they, you, come after us then. Yeah, they don't. Uh, they need to. Uh, I mean, the Mormon Church would have lost their tax exempt status long ago. Long ago. Yeah. Like, all of these places would have lost their tax-exempt status. Well, maybe they should just wait until after the election. Can you imagine if the Mormon Church had to pay taxes on all of their holdings? That would be amazing. Because <laughs> the amount of money that would be flowing into our government there, yeah. would be There's Romney's plan fantastic. right there. Fantastic. You know what? If, if Romney doesn't want to raise anybody's tax rate, like the wealthy, the middle class, just all he would have to do... Is just no longer exempt religion. Oh yeah, bada boom, paid for. Oh yeah, that'd be a great way <laughs> to raise a, bun- a bunch of money. Amazing, I'd love that. Hmm. All right, you no, know, doesn't seem to be on the table though with any of the politicians. Weird, right? Yeah, taxing the religion doesn't doesn't seem to be that uh, is strange. Doesn't seem to be I on the table. Why not? Yeah, wonder. Seems weird. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, fishy. Yeah. All right, uh, Josh Weed. You know Josh Weed. My good buddy Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He um, was invited. Well, explain who he is. Remind our our listeners. Yeah, yeah. I know we've talked about him, but Josh Weed is, um, he's a a Mormon dude married to a woman. Indeed. He is gay. And and, and makes no bones about it. And is not, yeah. He he has officially come out as a gay man. Um, on his blog, yeah, the made, weed made some big headlines um, on that. Got one. a lot of, of attention for that blog entry, uh, where he talks about um, being a gay man, mm-hmm. but being from the beginning very open with with his his wife. Yep. Um, about his sexuality and that they've worked on um, having a relationship that works. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you know, I mean, our discussion about it a while back, I, I remember just being like, well, I don't know what to think about this. <laughs> <sighs> Which is the same as everybody's reaction to him. Right. Everybody. Right. And unless they're, they've just decided that they know what's really going on. Right. And then they're like, I know exactly what to feel about it. Be- but- because the, the point of also what he's saying is that he recognizes that it's a, not for everyone. Right. And B, that he hasn't changed his sexuality. Correct. Which is also where people are just left <laughs> scratching their heads. Well, it's so funny because everyone everyone thinks they know his story. And a lot of people, though he was absolutely clear about it and has been ever since, he's, he's actually been remarkably clear about it. Mm-hmm. Everybody uses his story to, to tell different stories yeah. that don't apply to his story. Right. And so, anyways, he um, he was invited to speak at the Circling the Wagons conference, <laughs> which is a great name. Fantastic. You should call it Triangling the Wagons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because um, it's for the gays. Yeah. In uh, the Mormon church. In the Mormon church. So, the conference was here in Salt Lake. 
Um, it tends to be a, it's definitely a, um, a, a conference that is, um, they, 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 they do not want to hear anything about like reparative therapy right. or anything like that. This is for gay and uh, L- members of the LGBT community who are Mormon, who are trying, yeah, who are trying to, um, sort of figure out how maybe how to get those two things to jive right. with each other. Right. Which they is, can't. Uh, which, which they can't because the LDS church doesn't. Well, isn't okay. Friendly to them. Well, the LDS, we should explain that the LDS church has a, has a specific stance mm-hmm. on homosexuality, which is complex in the sense that they, they regard the act of homosexual sex to be a sin. Yes. However, they have of late because they view all sex outside, outside of, of marriage, celestial marriage as well, outside of marriage outside, as sinful. Right. Right. They'd prefer for you to be celestial married, but they, if you're married, they don't see your sex as, as sinful. sinful, but, but they don't, they don't acknowledge homosexual marriage. So there go, there go. <laughs> oh, that's our own special. Yeah. When, that's a copyrighted <laughs> word. People don't use that. <laughs> there go. Uh, you, you can't have sex if you're gay. Right. With, well, unless you do what Josh does, which is have sex with someone that of, married the, of the opposite gender to whom he is married. Exactly. So Josh has found the one way that it is okay within, <laughs> well, no, there's two ways that it's okay to be gay in the church. You uh-huh. can either do what Josh does, right, or you can not have sex for your whole life. Exactly. Those right. are your those are your two gay options, right? But they will not say you're excommunicated for having gay thoughts, gay feelings, for being for gay, being gay, right, right. So, anywho, or for suffering from same sex attraction, uh, yeah. which is how they like to put it sometimes. So, anyways, um, this his invitation ruffled some feathers oh specifically one mitch main mitch main Main. i don't know that we've ever mentioned mitch main i've never i've never even heard of mitch main actually i think we did early 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 on he is the guy the gay man gay lds man in san in a san francisco ward who is like the ward clerk or something like that do you remember those details uh, actually that does start to sound familiar. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I guess he's been, or he's executive secretary to the Bishop of San Okay. Anyways, nonetheless, um, he, um, he has been involved in this whole circling the wagons dealy. He's been okay. circling his wagon. His, his wagon got circled last year. Okay. Okay. Nice. And, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet he wishes his wagon could get circled. <laughs> So, anyhow, um, <laughs> he has a following because he's sort of a, a outspoken gay LDS voice. Right? Oh, right. Does he blog or something? He must do something. I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, so he got all up in arms and refused to go this year. Oh. Like. Oh, oh. he denied his presence? Yes. Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> That's quite the way to build your celebrity. Yeah. Is to not show up. Right. The second year of a conference. Um because of Josh's presence. Because because the organizers had invited Josh. Wow. Drama. Well, okay, so what was he claiming Josh represented? That the whole didn't... reparative therapy thing. Oh. The the whole the whole idea that 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 gay men can change. 
their right. sexual orientation. Right. Which so is maybe not, not reparative therapy, but the message that the, the change message. Right. 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 Which is not what Josh no, proclaims. Fact, you read this article on the Tribune. That's the um, Salt Lake City. That's the Salt Lake Tribune for all y'all. And, uh, and he, um, yeah, he's really, he's, he's, he's incredibly clear on the yeah. fact that he's like, listen, this is, this is not what's, 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 what, what, I, what I, what I recommend to anyone. Right. Because he's also, he's a family, uh, counselor, therapist. family yeah. therapist. Yep. Um, and so he's like, no, 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 no. This is not what I, he's been, recommend. he has been outspoken and very clear that he doesn't believe his his way of life work would work for everybody. Right now, of course, he's gonna he's not gonna say that it do, that it doesn't work because right. it works for him. Right. But he's but he's been very very clear that he knows it's not the path for everybody, and that he he just wants everyone to find their path. Yeah. And if this and if this path, path if his path works for them, then that's fine. Yeah. I, he's so. If you guys read him, if you read his his blog, uh, the weed. I think you'll be impressed by how careful he is. And mm-hmm. it's not because he's he's not trying to be careful to sneak something by you. Mm-hmm. He's really, really careful just to be... And, and I mean, a lot of his blog is just funny things about his family or whatever. But uh-huh. he's really careful. But when he talks about these issues, he is he is adamant that he, that he is just one example that could work and nothing more. Hmm. I think that that's really uh, that's really brave and and honest about him. Yeah, about him, of yeah. him. When, you know, whatever preposition. Yeah, I mean, I still like. I mean, there is the whole thing that he says that it. I mean, they say that it's working, and you have to take that as at face value, and you yeah. know the guy and everything. But boy, howdy, it's tough. I mean, uh, frankly, I, I mean, I I will let somebody decide for themselves about you know he wants kids and he saw that as the way to have kids he wants his own biological kids right and he wants his religion yeah his religion is more important to him than his sexuality weird yeah i just i and it's funny here's the the deal okay is um so it is for probably most of the people in the circles the wagon Mm, yeah Absolutely. You know, this, otherwise, this Mitch Main guy. It's the same thing. Otherwise, they'll He's be like you, his... and they'll just get out. Exactly. Because yeah. that's what you do when you're like, no, this is who I need to be. Yeah. Because I know, I know, I know, I know my sexuality. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And this whole God thing, well, <laughs> is a little iffy at yeah. this point. <laughs> Might be a bit sketchy. I know my sexuality. I don't know any, this whole. There's no. There's no evidence. Right. Yeah. And so. that's the truth. I get, it's funny when I first. But there is evidence of my sexuality. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely evidence of that. <laughs> I um. Wait, what does that mean? I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm sure that someone has incriminating photos. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I, but I did want to mention. You know, the first time I talked to Josh about his sexuality, long before he came out on his blog. I mean, I knew about this because you know he's been good friends with my wife, and his his wife. Is my wife has been my wife's best friend since they were three, right? And uh, and so, you know, the first time I had this discussion with him, we we talked for hours and hours. And I, at one point, I said, "You know what? I, this is so interesting to me because normally, when I hear a gay man talk about religion over homosexuality, 
I hear a lot of self-loathing mm. in what they say. Right. And that still remains true. Normally, you can instantly pick out the self-loathing. Hmm. Uh, and I couldn't hear it in him. And then he said one thing that I was like, oh. And I, and I literally said to him, okay, well, what you just said is forcing me to retract what I said about not having self-loathing because I just heard it. Which was that he said that what he had, the, meaning his, his, his homosexuality, was an aberration. Or uh, no, it was, it, it was um, how, did he, how did he describe it? I don't want to mischaracterize. He, said, he, he basically said it was, it was a, a, a glitch of nature. It was oh. wrong. It was like it was, it, was a, it was a, yeah, it was something along those lines. And that perhaps it was a test. Yeah, well, the, I mean, he, that's obviously the, reli- in, the religious. Pr- no, he wasn't talking in those terms at that moment. At that moment, okay. he has spoken in those terms a huh. little bit, but uh, but only in the sense that I mean, I think in the in the article that you were bringing up, he mentions. Uh, oh no, it wasn't in that article. It was in something else that I saw recently because he was recently on Ricky Lake. What? <laughs> I didn't even know Ricky Lake was still on. Like yeah. there's still a show, but yeah, he was recently on the Ricky Lake show. Wow, and he uh, and I heard a snippet of that. You can find it on uh, on Huffington Post. They, they they played a snippet of it. Okay, and uh, and it was him saying basically that uh, what he said was we all make exchanges in this life. We all cho- make have to make choices, and you exchange one thing for another. If you you know in in this life there are moments where you know you're going to have to choose X or Y. Because uh-huh. you can't have both. Right. And he, he said this is what he chose. He said he could have his – he was basically saying he could have his sexuality or he could have his religion and his desire to have and raise biological children with a woman. And he chose the latter. Wild. Not what I, I – I wouldn't have done it. But <laughs> then again, I was I was pretty happy to be rid of my – once I was rid of my religion, I was thrilled to be rid of it. Oh, yeah. 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 Anyway. Oh. Yeah, that oh, guy. He, he He continues to baffle the world. Mm-hmm. And I say, go out there and baffle. Baffle away, my friend. Well, he's giving... He does give us something to think about. Absolutely. You know. He adds a really um, fascinating voice to the discussion, no matter yeah. what your take on him is. But I think we should be clear. Um... Uh, just, I mean, I, I don't even know that I need to point it out for, for the listeners or for, for us or anything, but like, it's, I mean, again, religion, mm. he, he, he could be living an authentic life mm. if not for this one thing, this one trick of nature, this yes. one aberration, right? right? Which is this faith thing, yeah. right? this, this needing to believe in something yeah. that isn't there. That's the trick. That's the trick. That's the that's the true trick. Yeah. In our in our DNA. Yeah. Is is this 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 programming to believe in the superstitious. Yeah. Yeah, and it's there. Oh. It's powerful. Yeah. So there you go. Hmm. Well, maybe we need to be sensitive to people who and and accept those who who have that trick, that aberration. It, yeah. Yeah. As, as, as I want people to be accepting of me and, and your aberration. my aberration. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the golden rule. That's what they say. Uh, do, un, 
accept other, unto others their DNA quirks as they <laughs> as you would have them accept <laughs> yours. Something along those lines. I don't know. Anyway. Hey, you know how our... Kumbaya. Kumbaya. No. Okay. I'm moving on. Okay. Get away from that one. Uh, You know how our money says, in God we trust on it? Yes. Do you ever get annoyed by that? (sighs) When I think about it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll prepare to get even more annoyed, because guess what's coming to Utah? The In God We Trust license plates! Yay! It is kind of surprising, actually, that we haven't gotten them earlier. A lot of states have them. What's surprising is it doesn't just say it right on the plate. (laughs) It's not some... Because what you're talking about is a special thing. It's a special... Yeah, you have to ask for it. It's like the university ones. Right, right? exactly. It's sort of the same thing. Yeah, it's the same... So, so, yeah, you can get get the one that says BYU or University of Utah, or you can get the one that says In God We Trust. Gross. Do you know how many people Uh, are going to get those gross things? So many. Do you know what they should do? What? They should do a special plate that has those little, the little stick figure family things holding uh-huh. each other. So you can get like a, a daddy, mommy, and three kids yeah. on your license plate. Ooh. That'd be nice. And then they'd have to change it every time they had another kid. And, and that's more revenue more for revenue the state. For the state. Um, and it's the same people who would be sort of wrestling <laughs> with choosing that versus in God we versus trust. Versus in God we trust. I think it should say in... In Mormon God we trust. Mm. In Elohim we trust. <laughs> well, okay, so I, it's coming. Uh, it's coming at the at the at the very potent urging of an eleven year old boy. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Who happens to uh, have an uncle um, connected with the state legislature? Oh boy. Yeah. And he so went, he trusts God. And- he, he wants to what, show it he, off. He collects license plates. <laughs> oh, nerd. And then noticed that Utah didn't have one of those and just said, hey, why don't we have one of those? Oh, this child. <sighs> so, but here's here's another interesting twist to this story. Uh, how do you think the, how do you think Utah's uh, atheist community has responded? Any thoughts? I'm assuming not much of a response. They're fine with it. Interesting. This is not a battle they have picked. So, wait a second. So, there's actually a quote from atheists? Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Uh, No, wait, 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 wait. wait. The ACLU, first of all, uh, said, as long as the state is making the plate optional and doesn't discriminate against others who may seek a different kind of specialty plate, they don't see any objection. Then let's do a, there is no God. Or, thank God God. I'm atheist. How about thank God I'm atheist, the license plate? Well, we just need (laughs) 1,000 people who want to get it, right? Isn't Uh, that the deal? Yeah, it's something like that. Let me see if I can find it. Well, we could definitely... 500. We need 500 pre-orders. We could totally muster God with a slash. Oh, I don't think they'd allow that. Why not? I don't think that, because it would be, it would be anti-something. I think we need to be pro something. Oh, I think I think well, just, they, they how about just like, the word atheist. Don't they do like anti-abortion? I don't think so. I know other states do. Maybe, but we're not in other states. So Utah's policy is that it has to be for something. I'm not really that versed in Utah's license plate policy. I'm sorry. 
I should. Well, Dan, you're the one bringing it up. <laughs> I am the one bringing um, it up. So, okay, so you're saying atheist. I'm saying it could say atheist, non-believer, or... non-believer. I think that's an interesting one. That would get us more people, more people, and would would kind of make people stop to think for a second. Yeah, maybe. yeah. I I think well, non-believer feels a little watered down. What don't they believe? In? <laughs> yeah. Non-believer. Maybe they don't believe in Darwin. I'm a non-believer in that. <laughs> oh, you, um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't okay. know. I, I mean, it would be interesting if you guys want to send in its suggestions for what a license plate could say. It would be great. That, let, the, you, you, think, would, you think could work. Like, let's be realistic here. Because, like I say, I doubt it, if it says fuck God, they're not going to let it well, be Well, I'm not there. saying fuck God. I know. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to narrow it down for our listeners. That if they send something, a suggestion in, as much as we'd all like to have fuck God on our license plates. Well, I think well, the we wouldn't want to get shot at. The symbol. For, what's the symbol of for, for atheists? I don't know. The God with a circle and a flash. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like being against God. That's not what we are. We're not anti-God. We just don't believe in the guy. We're atheists. Right. How about just with, how about just without theism? Yeah. I think, I mean, non-believer is really what does it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, apparently you have to have 500 pre-orders. We should see if we can muster 500 pre-orders. How much are they? I don't know. They're like 25, 50 bucks. A year? Or just the first time? Uh, I don't know. I would have to look into that. Yeah. But I would definitely get it. It's probably just the first time, right? Yeah, probably. And then it's just a regular and renewal? Then every time you renew, you probably have to repay it. I don't know. <sighs> I'd get Brent to get one. I have to have a car that I can show up places as a documented <laughs> filmmaker and not just have people slamming the door in my face oh my gosh yeah so. or or have you get it but then borrow brent's car when you have to show up to places <laughs> i suppose brent brent isn't that connected to his non-theism the way we are well, he, you're correct he does not podcast about it <laughs> <laughs> anyway well both of my cars would have it <laughs> my me and my wife I don't know. Um, oh, I, it could go on his Fiat. Oh, yeah. Because then, although I think Classic Car is probably going to go on that one. But yeah, I would imagine so. That's a It's a pretty good <sighs> cool car. Cute. Uh, cute, yeah, cute, cute. The, uh, that's the ACLU. I was going to do the, 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 the atheist quotation, but I can't find it. Oh, President of the Atheists of Utah, uh, who said... Right as I click, of course, that's always going to happen. Uh, the, the, Dan Ellis, president of Atheists of Utah, said while he's not in favor of the plate's message, he doesn't object to the overall ideas. Quote, while I obviously disagree with the plate's sentiment and think that there are far more important issues our state legislature ought to be addressing, I see no problem with the license plate being provided as an option for those who wish to fork over their hard-earned money and display uh, as a display of their faith. Hmm. Um, so here's the deal. So you have to have 500 pre-orders and then it goes to the legislature for approval. Yeah. Or something like that. I think this is the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. But it would be an interesting campaign to try. Yeah. You get the 500 pre-orders. Yeah. And then you just ram it in. Say, Hey, and then you say equal well, treatment. Here's X amount of dollars that you're saying no to. Right. Hello, and, you, and, and, and you just said in God, we trust. Why can't we say, we don't trust in God. 
That's what it says. <laughs> we, in God, we don't trust. In, God, in, in man, we trust. In humans, we trust. In, yeah. How about nice. that? Yeah. Something, something along those lines. Yeah. Huh, yeah. I like it. Yeah. Like it. How secular humanist of you, Dan? <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so here's a, an interesting article uh. in the Deseret News. Ooh, <sighs> that's the Mormon one. Um, <sighs> Wash the taste out and get yeah, on with the story. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not pleased by this one. Uh, church going teens graduate and attend college more, according to BYU Rice study. Oh, okay. So BYU is the Mormon uh, university uh-huh. in Provo, Utah. In Provo, Utah. And Rice is up in uh, Idaho. Where's Rice? No, Rice is. Uh, oh, Rice a big is research down in down in like Texas or something. Where's Rice? Rice. Uh, Rice Krispie treats. Yes. Rice. Mm-hmm. Rice University. <clears throat> um. Yeah, it's in Texas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. And yeah, they are a big school. They're, yeah, they're it's a big... private research university. Okay. Um, anyhow, um, they, uh, together have did the study looking at, um, sort of college attendance rates and uh-huh. um, gra- graduation rates and whatnot from graduation high school, from high school and, yeah. and whatnot. Um, and, uh, and they found that, uh, the, the kids who have, um, an affiliation with, a religion mm-hmm. and uh, report sort of attendance or whatever um, fare much better. Uh, uh, church going teens are 40% more likely to graduate from high school and 70% more likely to enroll in college. Huh? Then they're non affiliated, right? Non-believing counterparts. According to this study. Right. Well, I mean, we say according to this study, but the truth is that we report on a lot of studies, yeah. so there's no reason to take this study any less seriously than the other studies no, that I, we report on. I'm not on. suggesting that we do, but, you know, just... Yeah. Well, I think that's interesting, and I wonder what... Do, do they speculate as to the reason? Well, they say that, um, that teens um, in religious organizations uh, tend to have um, mentors at a higher rate. Than, hmm. than than kids who who aren't affiliated. That's weird. Now they are making a lot of strange assumptions. They are making some assumptions yeah. that I think are are kind of religiously biased uh, huh. assumptions. Um, well, but nonetheless, study I mean, about you, religion. So. You, you you think about it and you say, well, okay, as an as an LDS kid, yeah, um, there were a lot of adults that were interested in in me and what I was up to. Yeah. And I and I think that if that 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 you, outside of a, a a church family, a church community, right. Right. Um, American society doesn't have a lot of those um those community connections that sort of exist when 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 people you know, used to grow up in one one little town, yeah. right? And and you knew your neighbors and this and that and the the you know and everybody just sort of knew each other, yeah. right? And so the, our, our community, there has been a breakdown of community in the United States. I mean, that's that much is clear, and that is why people go to church. That's, that's why, well, not why everyone goes to church, but that's a, a reason why a lot of people go to church. It's one of the things, community, right? It's, it's why so many young couples who haven't given a fig about going to church 
as soon as they get pregnant, they're start there. looking for a church. Yeah. You know? I, you know, that's interesting. I wonder if, I mean, and this is what we've talked about, the idea of uh, of community building within the non-religious yeah. uh, uh, segment. Mm-hmm. We may have to come up with something. Yeah. I mean, this, you know, up until now, it seemed like it's just been a nice thing. You know, it's it seems like it like like the concept of of having a community center or mm-hmm. having a, a you know a, a grouping of people mm-hmm. has just seemed like oh that's that you know people like to have a community right but maybe it's more than that maybe you know maybe we're failing our kids a little bit as non-believers it's possible I mean I don't know it seems it, I mean I mean it I seems know- like this this study would lead to, would lead us to believe that maybe we're having some trouble here I will say this the the point in my life when I turned atheist mm-hmm. was a time when I needed some, some good direction mm. and I really didn't have it because I was throwing away the networks that I did have. Right. You know, I was disconnecting myself. You know, right. I was, I was in college at yeah. BYU. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, you know, there I was, I was in college. I was processing my atheism. I was mm-hmm. officially sort of separating myself. I was withdrawing from, from college. Yeah. Um, because I obviously couldn't continue at BYU. Um, and at the same time, my relationship with my parents was really strained there, you know, like there, there really weren't a lot of older people that I could turn to right. who had any interest in me anymore. Yeah. That is outside of wanting to just get me back in church. Right. Because that was the only thing right. on anybody's mind at yeah. that point was how to get me back in church. Right. And so, you know, going to somebody who has that opinion and saying and, and wanting a little personal advice about career or this or that, right. needing some mentoring, right. About a, the good next choice in life. Right. Your um, next choice, not their idea of what your next choice exactly. should be. They, they would have predicated it all and based it all on, well, you know, you should really think about getting back to church. It right. would have always gone right back to yeah, that. Yeah, read, read so, the scriptures. It'll tell you everything you need to know. Cut all of the. I cut all of those ties, mm-hmm. and uh, and kind of wandered for a minute. Yeah, you know, it took me a little while to figure things out on my own. Yeah, it's clear that, and and you know what? It's interesting. I I kind of I get the sense, and I have not. I do not have enough experience uh, to to really make this claim, but I get the sense that that uh, atheist groups, especially for students, student atheist groups, mm-hmm. get a lot of weird kids. And the reason <laughs> that they get a lot of weird kids is because they're doing exactly what you're saying. Like these, oh. these are kids who are who who get a little lost. Mm-hmm. We all get lost yeah. along the way and have no one to go to. Yeah. So it's just like this crazy like flailing about yeah. emotionally. Yeah. And it's not, and that's not just theologically speaking, or cause yeah. you know, it's not just cosmology that they're wrestling with, and it all gets sort of melt jumbled up. Yeah. And the very people who would help them sort out the other things, yeah, they can't go to anymore. Yeah. No, because they've. That's an interesting point. So yeah. yeah, I mean, the guy who was wearing the top hat and monocle, yeah, uh, <laughs> at the conference that yeah. I went to. Yeah. Well, but you know, maybe that I, mean, I maybe I see why he was he, why he's you know, needing to find himself. Right. You know, because the thing is like, I, when I originally read this, I immediately flashed to like, 
you know, well, this doesn't make any sense. I mean, if a kid was, you know, grew up and he's atheist and he's got his parents and he can, you know, reference back to them and this and that and blah, 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 blah. There's obviously that segment of the atheist community where it's atheist adults raising their kids. Mm. They're atheists now. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, heading out into the world and they're doing their thing. Well, they have that network that their parents uh, helped them develop growing right. up. You know, that's not about those people. That's not about people who, who had a good system or are basically non-religious. This is, this is people in my mind. The reason, the reason why these numbers are skewing the way that they are is, is, is a little bit of lack of community. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, a kid who kind of grows up. I mean, I don't know who who this kid is, but right. who who doesn't have a lot of adults interested in in his his or her um, um, development. Right, right. Um, obviously, probably has engaged. Could could even have engaged in parents. Mm. Engaged. Engaged. Pa- parents yes. who were his parents are engaged. Yes, in his life. In his life. Yes, um, but. Um, but but just doesn't have that those other adults that they can that that's can an turn interesting to, thought right? because I mean that, that's I mean my old job that that's what partly of what why we were there yeah you know? we, the whole idea was providing mentorship for, sure. for kids you know it's, it's do we need to start a an atheist big a big atheist brothers big atheist sisters organization <laughs> big atheist. <laughs> Large atheist <laughs> sisters. Yeah, big atheist no. brothers. In order to be a big brother, you have atheist to be over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that that actually might be a useful well, organization to have. Here's the question: If um, do you know at Big Brothers Big Sisters if you can if you can request if 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 there's because I know they try to match you with with yeah. good matches, right? Yeah. And so, like, if you went in, you're like, hey, I'm an atheist man, and I'm looking, you know, specifically to... Because there might already be some of these, you know, networks. Yeah. But even then, that, like, that's that's one example of, of a, a kind of kid who doesn't have, you know, a lot of adults in, in, in his or her life. Right. Right. But um, I'm talking about even these 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 kids who seemingly have everything going for them. Yeah. Because that's that's who we who who I used to work with were the kids that mm. seemingly had everything right right yeah yeah on the on the surface just looking at them the, it seems like they 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 they're coming from a good family there's this there's that but we were there to provide you know additional um, just an, another adult voice in their life yeah that was sort of outside of their normal sphere so huh well I I, I mean I think it's it's good for us to have to be reporting on this. I'm yeah. glad that we brought this up because I think we need to be willing as a as a community to look at mm-hmm. these ideas and just really ask ourselves yeah. the tough questions. I think this is more important than billboards. Oh yeah. <laughs> N- not that billboards are bad and not important. <laughs> there, but, there are plenty of people who are who are, you know, there's atheist summer camps. There's people are doing work on right, this. Right, right. I, I just think that there needs to be more. It does seem like that. And it that's needs to the be case. more visible. And it needs to be. As, uh, we and need that, to that have would an be outreach. A good use of a billboard. We need to have is, outreach hey, to atheist youth. Kids come to our camps. Yeah, I you think out, outreach to youth is important. <laughs> yeah. And it and it and it's not about like indoctrinating them in atheism. No, it's the kids who are already atheists. Right. It's just about. It's just about. Hey, it's kids in atheist families. We're a community here to support you. We're going to yeah. take interest. We're going to we're going to help you. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, I think that that would be that would be useful. Yep. I don't, I don't, I'm not proposing that I know how to do it. No, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Screw that. Mm. <laughs> we, don't, we don't even like kids. But somebody, yeah, that's I, why I quit my job. I know. A bunch no, of you. That's a, not true. A bunch of y'all out there might might have something to do. I don't know. Yeah. Get out there and get to work. Yep. We're inspiring. We're not. <laughs> our job is to inspire, not to actually do things. Suggestions. <laughs> yeah. Well, we make suggestions. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we have some audio. Yeah, do we? Hey, before we do that, should we tell people how they can contact us? Yes. Uh, you can go to facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Yeah, come, come on in and uh, set right down <laughs> and, uh, and join the conversation there. Or you can uh, email us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Yeah. All right. So this audio, this little tidbit, this little little snippet yeah um is from a dude by the name of let me pull it up uh rick joiner okay um from morning star ministries oh doesn't that sound nice oh it does maybe i'll join yeah i maybe i'll be a joiner too oh hey you see what i did all right here we go i believe our country basically started saying in the 1960s God, we don't want you anymore. Get out of our schools, get out of our prayers, get out of our history books, get out of our courtrooms. You get out of our country. And from that time, all of the blessings that we had enjoyed as a nation, we started to lose. And now we're in ultimate jeopardy of losing everything this republic was built on. And what will take its place I can absolutely assure you, is not going to be the morphing into some kind of a European socialist state. We are headed for the worst, most terrible form of tyranny there has ever been seen on this earth if we keep going the way we're going. But I know our Constitution is under the most serious attack right now. And I believe an Obama re-election could be the end of our republic as we know it. I'm saying that boldly. It is tyranny. I, but I've, I would say right now, I cannot personally understand how any Christian could stay in the Democratic Party with the positions they've now taken. This is the most anti-Christian president we have ever had in office. He claims to be a Christian. Is he one? The basic immorality promoted of the most diabolical kind, like I said, the shedding of the most innocent blood. How could a Christian do that? I would question anybody being a true Christian who is pro-choice. I do that. Okay? He cancels the presidential prayer breakfast, which is a Christian event, because he does not want to offend anyone. Celebrates Ramadan in the White House every year. Why aren't Christians offended by that? He doesn't want to offend anyone. Why didn't his canceling the presidential prayer breakfast? But then to do that, I mean, listen, how deluded could we be? Deception is rampant. If we can't see these clear examples, something is really awry with someone who calls himself a Christian and does this kind of thing. We are seriously deceived. Well, okay, slow down here, Turbo. <laughs> wow. He, you know what? He basically summed up 
the outrage and confusion of the American evangelical Christians' mm. uh, problems in like the span of just a few minutes. Yeah. He ra- he just rammed it all in. Yeah, because this 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 is he got right to the meat of it. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. God, get get out of our prayers. Yeah, God, get out of our schools. Get out. God was out of our prayers. Out of our prayers. I love that. I love that. Yeah. What does a prayer sound like when it doesn't go to God? <laughs> to whom it may concern. <laughs> Everybody, fold your arms and bow your heads. To whom it may concern. <laughs> We'd like for our food to be blessed. I guess so. Yeah. That'd be great. Hopefully this food won't kill us. And um, we'd like for us to be safe. That'd be nice, I guess. Uh, and, uh, yeah, please uh, keep our country strong. Um, the end? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, of course, he goes on and talks about the worst tyranny. He said – what oh, I yeah. love is that he's, he's, like, talking about, like <laughs> he's, because most of these most most people are like, oh, the worst thing that could ever happen to us is we turn into a European social like right, you know, yeah. socialist European you know democracy right right and it's like with all those uh, he, he takes it a step further oh yeah the worst tyranny <laughs> that the world has ever known okay 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 I mean it's just like oh the, my gosh I love yeah yeah well I mean and why where does this come from. This guy is He's old enough. Shit up. This guy is old enough to remember other presidents. He yeah. knows for a fact that this is that there's no attack on the Constitution here. There's no attack on anything here. He should know that there have been, uh, you know, Ramadan, yeah, re- celebrations at the White House. He should know this by Republicans by and Republicans Democrats and alike. Democrats. It's before Obama, people. Absolutely. He should also he shouldn't be flat out lying. Oh yeah, about the, about Obama canceling the the prayer breakfast because Obama has always done the prayer breakfast. As he's far done, as I know, yeah. I mean, I know he's done it at least. I know he's done it three times for sure. Right. Maybe he canceled one of them. Maybe one of them there was like some reason to cancel it yeah, or well, whatever. I mean, yeah. But like one time, and then he does three more. I know he did it this year. I know because I looked. I looked it up. Right. So there you go. I mean, it's just like, it's, dude, I mean, so these are talking points that have been fed out by anti, by, by just conservative politicians. I mean, they they were clearly fed out by, by people who were, who were not, who were interested in political gain Mm -hmm. and not at all interested in the reality of the situation. But the thing is that for a preacher to start propagating the same information yeah i don't know I, w- I wonder what is he referring to when he says that the constitution's under attack is it, is it just like the quote-unquote religious freedom with the abortion thing I, I i can't think of what else it would be i mean what else could it oh maybe it's the uh obamacare maybe i, just I mean signing statements because that is actually kind of <laughs> yeah, violation but, of but 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 everybody's but done no, it. But this guy wouldn't have been argue, arguing with all of Bush's signing no, statements. Exactly. Bush made a record number of signing exactly. statements. I, I mean, I, there, yeah. there has been like 
they're, they're, I mean, let's face it. You know, the our government is a living organization. There have been, sure. you know, some movement this way and that way amongst I think powers, Obama, amongst I think the branches. O- but I think like, Obama does attack the Constitution when he continues the Bush-era policy of warrantless wiretaps. Sure. I think that's against our Constitution. Yeah. But I don't think that's what he's talking about. No. I just don't think he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I think if you were at, to ask him where is the attack on the Constitution, he right. would not know what the hell he's talking oh, yeah. about. No. no, no, I don't think so. The most anti-Christian president ever. And, and then to 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 to, I, I just I cannot wrap my head around if somebody professes right belief yeah. and 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 belongs to a christian church an undeniably christian church yeah it's not like he's mormon right? no an undeniably christian church right I, I i don't know how you as, as just some dude can 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 think for a minute that that that's that that you have what some discernment that yeah. you you somehow know that he's not right and then and then i love this whole thing of like well you know if you're if you're you know, if you support the right for a woman to choose, then you can't be a Christian. Right. As though there's no argument within the Christian faith on that exactly, point. Exactly, yeah. Which, yeah. They're, they're, I, you know what I think also is interesting is that I hear Christians raising the objection. You know, Christians all the time talking about how, you know, we're being taxed to death. And, we, you know, it's, it's, it's all, you know... We, we, we're turning it into a welfare state and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They're taking money from the rich and giving to the poor. <laughs> That's not the Christian yeah. way at all. I have to tell you, I, I'm i working on this project right now, and I, I can't really, I don't want to talk too much about right. any anything, but I, I, any just met, I just met somebody who kind of blew my mind um, with um, her perspective on... Uh, She's, she's Mormon, um, and, uh, and was like libertarian mm. constitution party type. Right. Uh huh. And she now is starting to lean toward the democratic party Huh. and hearing her talk about this process that she's been going through. And one of the things that she's acknowledged is that government has to provide healthcare. Huh? And and she's 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 totally come around on it, and she's, she's interesting. Yeah, and it's just absolutely fascinating to listen to to her talk about it. And she's like, "Oh God, you know, I wouldn't want to mention socialism in these parts." You know? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and and her husband chimes in and is like, "Yeah, you know," and he describes himself as a socialist libertarian. Wow, crazy! Like in just, small town Utah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa, you guys, you're like blowing my mind here. Yeah. Some, you know, so like there, there's some interesting things like when, when people really start to open up mm. and, and, and are, are willing to, to kind of just acknowledge and, and have a little bit of, you know, like, what was it? This American life. I was, I was listening to this American life. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was this mo- most recent one or not, but, um, they were talking about um, trying trying to get people to who have 
who are on one side of the aisle politically, mm. you know, solidly conservative or solidly liberal to actually talk to each other. Right. Right. And, um, and, 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 and what was really fascinating about it is that you almost couldn't tell the person's political leanings based on what, the, how they were describing the other party oh. because they, they were, they were saying like, um, you know, this one woman was describing her sister as selfish. Mm. Okay. But based on her political point Play, of view. Point, yeah. Based on her political point of view, she was like, I, she's like, I don't know how, well, she, she actually, she was saying she's so generous. I don't understand how she could belong to such a selfish party. Oh, and she was describing a Democrat. Yeah. Oh. And, yeah. and, and the interviewer was like, well, how, how, are, they how are they selfish? And she said, because they don't want to do good between two people. They just want the government to do good. <laughs> but in her mind, that was selfish. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know? And so like both sides were saying the same lack of empathy. Mm hmm. Right. Which is something that I, I always say about conservatives because right. I, I mean, I listen to my dad talk and I'm like, this, this man has no capacity for empathy in terms yeah. In terms of like, from what I'm hearing, you from see, him, you see a homeless guy on the street and you hear the way your dad talks about it. Yeah, exactly. And that you do not, you will not hear any empathy, any about empathy that. whatsoever. And so right. like, I, I started to think about like the, the, the whole healthcare thing and I'm like, God, you know, I mean, it really, in my mind, it's always just like, like, it, it's just empathy, right? Yeah. Like if you, if you can put your, yourself in, in the shoes of somebody who, who, who does not have health insurance and has health problems. Right. Right. Like if you could put yourself there, then you would understand the need. Right. Right. For, for something, because we all, we, we can't all just do it ourselves. Right. Right. But then when I heard the whole you know, this American life thing, I was like, well, maybe it's, maybe that's not what it is. And so this woman's process of like going from libertarian to a Democrat who believes in, in socialized medicine of some sort, mm. I, I'm fascinated to have more conversations with her because I don't know how, I don't know how that happened. Yeah. You know, that is interesting because it wasn't empathy that did it. Mm. What was it? Well, it it was a little bit more than empathy. It was actually having health problems. Yeah. Ta-da! <laughs> Personal experience. Yeah, okay. Fair uh, enough. Yeah. Well, you know, here's what I wanted to talk about on the second half of our show. Uh-oh. Wow, we went on for a while. That wasn't the second half? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> we went on for a while there. Well, but we were having a good time. We were having a good time. Okay. And this is okay. We, we don't need to harp on this second act too much. Okay. But here's what I wanted to talk about. We are, as we mentioned earlier, headed into the final mm. stretch. Mm -hmm. We got just a few days left before this election is over and we can all breathe. Cross your fingers. Only a few days left. Oh, my God. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> don't do it. I'm, I'm holding out my hope. Anyway. <laughs> so we're, we're so close. Uh, but I wanted to do one final roundup of an interesting topic. That uh, was brought up actually by the Religion News Service, the mm -hmm. RNS, mm -hmm. uh, which was a religious breakdown of twelve battleground states. Yeah, yeah, this is a really interesting. It was a it was an interesting article, um, and the thing about it is that you know there's all of these ways, all of these metrics for for sort of determining 
what's where a battleground states votes are going to go. Right. Uh, for those of you who don't live in the United States, uh, the reason that this is important is because we have an electoral college. So my individual vote in Utah for the president will mean nothing. Right. Because Utah will definitely go uh, to uh, to Mitt Romney. And there's nothing anybody's going to be able to do to change that. Right. And uh, and it, and and that means that all of Utah's votes, all of Utah's share of the electoral college votes, right. go to Mitt Romney. Right. So. And it's all based on population of the state. Right. So, so what's important is how states go, not how people go. Yeah. And uh, we've got all of these battleground states, meaning that they are the ones that we don't know where they're going to go yet. States that are more evenly split. States uh, that between I, st- Republican and Democrat. Or, states or that I pity so much right now because they are because well, they can't turn on their TVs. Yeah. They can't open their mailboxes. Yeah. With yeah, I'm sure daily they get a door to door canvasser. Yeah, saying it's be the, just just trying to push them to vote one way or the other. I just can't imagine, and my eyes cross thinking about it. But <laughs> here's how. Here's the thing, though. I had never seen a breakdown of. I had never seen an analysis of their religious uh, uh, break uh, makeup, uh-huh. and this was so. so it, who knows if this is an anal- if this analysis means as much as the guy wants it to mean? But it's, but a, it's still something really interesting to think about. It is indeed because what it does is it it makes the discussion about some of these states a lot more sort of in play mm. than um, than what a lot of the polls are showing. Right, because Arizona. Mm. From what, from my understanding, with the polls, is is I mean that's just Romney land. Yeah, although that's not what the trend has been in Arizona voting in the in the past little bit. Right, and so Arizona was used to be solidly Republican. Right, like really solid. That has not been the case recently, and this article talks about Arizona thusly. Um, it does have an influx of Latinos mm-hmm. um, over the past couple decades. It's, yeah. it's right on the border with Mexico. Right. And uh, and they tend to be Catholic yes. and quite liberal. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and now, I don't know that or I... vote Democratic. Right. I indeed. Indeed. The, the way that... Now, I don't know that. if I would say that those two things are necessarily connected, their Catholicism and their Democrat voting. I think because it's the Latino vote, the Catholic Latino vote. Is tends to, to, to go democratic. I think right. that's what he's saying. Here. Right. But I, I'm just saying that, like, I think the fact that they're Latino is probably more a factor mm-hmm. in, in the fact that they vote Democrat the than their Catholicism. Than their Catholicism. But nonetheless, being said, uh, Catholics do apparently uh, vote largely mm-hmm. democratic yes. across the country. Yes. So there's that. Um, so they have, uh, increased their share in the state population by 20% to mm-hmm. nearly, nearly a third of all Arizonans uh-huh. and, and a quarter of the electorate because yeah. a lot of them can't vote, right. um, because they're not citizens and mm. maybe other factors. I don't know. Not old enough. Yeah. Probably a lot of kids. And so <laughs> yeah. showing up as a lot of Latinos, but anchor babies, oh. <laughs> just kidding. There's no such, there's no such thing as anchor babies, everybody. Yeah. The other the other factor in Arizona that, mm. that this guy talks about is an equal rise. So so the the population of of Latinos rose by twenty percent, mm-hmm. about the same rise in nuns, which again I hate that that term, 
But what it means is people with no religious affiliation. Yeah, wow, go Arizona. I know. So, uh, and it's assumed, I suppose, that nuns are largely going to vote Democrat as well. Right. I'm not sure where that comes from, but I know it plays out in among our friends who yeah. are non-religious. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, there are definitely some nuns that are going to be voting conservative, but I, it seems to be that most non-religious people are uh, are more progressive. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so that's so Arizona in play, not necessarily safely conservative. Anymore. Right. Right. Yes. No. Nobody's calling it for Obama. At no, this point. no. 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 <laughs> but what they're saying is that there are trends in the state, which may again maybe maybe they won't play out this time, but. Down the Definitely road. Definitely looking forward. That's some interesting well, stuff for Arizona. And this is part of what I why I wanted to bring this up. Because not just in Arizona, but in all sorts of states. They're talking about in uh, Florida, in Colorado, mm -hmm. the rise of the nuns mm -hmm. is increasingly important oh, yeah. Yeah. in yeah. their state. And, and, and in their political makeup. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think that that is – here's, here's my prediction – I'm oh. going to make a prediction. Okay, uh, everyone, everyone, Every, listen. Brace yourselves. You can <laughs> hold me to this in, uh, Dan, Dan, let's call it 12 years. Dan is prophesying. I'm, I, I am prophesying. He is seeing. <laughs> I'm a see, I'm a rev, I'm revelating. Yes. <laughs> revelating in your, something, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds, it sounds like a shaving device to me. The revelator. <laughs> The Shook 5000 Revelator. <laughs> anyway, here's my prediction. Okay. Because the Republican Party, re regardless, this has nothing to do with my personal political leanings. This is just a prediction about what's happening, which is that the Republican Party has hung their hat so thoroughly mm -hmm. on the religious vote mm -hmm. that they are not going to be prepared for the sharp uptick in nuns that's happening. Oh, interesting. I think they're going to be flailing in 8 to 12 years. Hmm. Just flailing. Gone. Yeah. They will not know what to be doing. They will not know how to get their votes back. Huh. It just seems I like... I think they'll know how to get their votes back. Yeah? Yeah. How? They'll distance themselves from that. They'll rebrand themselves. Right, they'll, but that'll take that'll take years. It'll, it'll take a couple of election cycles. It'll take a couple of election cycles. Yeah, but I think I think that's coming. I think that moment, that crisis moment for that party, is coming soon. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, uh, we should talk. Uh, I did mention I mentioned Florida. I wanted mm -hmm. to mention them because um, interestingly, they have also a an uptick in Catholics. Um, but some of their Catholics are Cuban Americans, and for whatever reason, that muddies the water. Cubans yeah, well, tend, to, tend be to be Republican, more Republican. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. It, well, I don't know if it's weird. It's Ricky just what Ricardo it is. was like a big time, big time Republican. Eisenhower, you got some explaining to do. Yeah, I don't know. Hello, hello. Yeah, yeah. Right. So anyway, the. Uh, that that's an interesting dynamic, but of course, there are a lot of uh, there, there's uh, a lot of Jews in Florida that tend tend to vote progressive, mm. tend to vote for Democrats. The nuns are of course coming up, uh, so that puts that state in play. Apparently, interesting. Yeah, and the mm. number and the number of Protestants uh, has has seen a drop. Yeah, 
but hmm. I, that's almost across the board. I mean, really what we're seeing as you go through each of these states, almost all of them mentions this spike in nuns. Yeah. So we're there seeing you go. the deprotestantization of mm-hmm. the United States. Yeah. That's it, a good thing. Yeah. I, I'd I, rather deal with Catholics any day of the week. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But even, although, even though they're bishops and priests are douchebags. Well, and the pro, and the other thing is that these are Mexican, you know, these are Latino Catholics that uh-huh. may be different than the Catholics that we want to deal with. How? Well, they're just really devout. Oh, maybe. As, a, as opposed to like, you know, the average sort maybe. of you waspy, or er, not waspy, well, that would be the opposite, <laughs> what, walkie, white Anglo-Saxon Catholics. <laughs> Whatever, as opposed to, you know, your, yeah. your, your standard uh, 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 suburban Catholic who goes, you know, the, the Easter Christmas give Catholics. Them, give them a full generation or two and of these new immigrants. Yeah, yeah. You know. And they'll chill out. And they'll totally calm down. That's what happens with every group that hits this country. <laughs> they go a little, they get a little nutty for a yeah, generation or yeah, two. Yeah. And then they calm right back down. Except yeah. if, except then if you're like... A white southerner, you get all riled back up again. Hmm. But whatever. There's an interesting anomaly in Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. however, according to this article, which is that in 2008, Obama did well with the Protestants and not so well with the Catholics. Oh. But this year, Catholics are a lot more enthusiastic about him than Protestants are. <laughs> this, and it says the explanation Catholics have come to see Obama as a traditional Democrat, and a significant number of Protestant Obama supporters have started identifying themselves as none. So they oh. stop being Protestants in this in this research. Wow, interesting. So yeah, I, I mean, frankly, that's still the same. I mean, that's a wash. That that actually is good news. It's it, good news for for Obama. Yeah, meaning that uh, we, we we say good news as though it's just. None of our listeners are conservative. We're like, it's good news, everybody. <laughs> you know, because we all, every one of us, likes Obama. You know, I, I'm sure we have a, a few conservative listeners. Yeah. Um, I know a and, couple. And, uh, and that, that's, that's fine. That's good. <laughs> yes, Thank we ex- you. We accept you. Thank you for listening. Yeah. We, we accept you into the fold. No, but um, where was I going with this? Um I, I would say that it's it's probably a safe bet. Yeah. That most of our listeners are are more progressive. Yes. And I would also say We probably have a few uh a few socialist libertarians in the bunch. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Like it's that like that guy. Crazy town. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. I don't either. Yeah. I've been processing it and I still <laughs> don't really know what it means. But anyways. Um well, I thought that also Virginia was interesting, mm. just because of all the growth around uh, in the D.C. metropolitan area. Yeah. Really shifted that state. Yeah, they have. Um, so it's kind of pushed the evangelical vote uh, aside yeah. in a lot of ways. Because Virginia. because the evangelical vote tends not to be that urban yeah. vote. And now, yeah. so it's, it's the D.C. metro area pushing its way, mm-hmm. that urban area mm-hmm. pushing its way into... Yeah. A much more traditionally suburban or post-urban, pre-urban, exurban. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that is an interesting happening, and in a tiny little uh, state like Virginia, yeah, uh, that can have a big effect. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, you know, it's funny. Population wise, Utah is a tiny little state. Yeah, but we're we're big physically. <laughs> yeah, got a lot of land. Got a lot of land. We the the what is it nine 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 out of ten Utahns live on one percent of the land. Yeah, of Utah. Of Utah. Of the state. Yeah, yeah that's probably true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a crazy town. We I, all just live right here along the Wasatch. Front. We're all one percenters, Frank. Oh hey! <laughs> or maybe it was two percent. No, uh, it's one point one percent. I remember that now. Wow, we're yeah. in the one point one percent, Frank. <laughs> we can be snooty now. <laughs> now I'm voting for Mitt. Now that I know that I'm in the one percent. <laughs> yeah, I think. Glad I didn't do my early voting. Now that I've changed my vote, you didn't early vote. No, no, I early voted. I'm, I'm going to go in on the day. Oh, uh, I thought about doing that, and then I was like, eh. <laughs> It's there. Yeah. It's at the mall. <laughs> so might as well. I'm shopping anyway. I might yeah. as well vote. Oh, hey. I was just picking up some stationery, but there's the line. This is great. Yeah, it was at Trolley Square. Oh, how funny. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I'm just going to go in on the day. It feels a little more fancy that way. Does it? feels like I'm part of the thing huh. instead of pre-part of the thing. Hmm. Either way, my, my presidential vote doesn't count, so yeah. it doesn't even matter. And I didn't even bother to vote for governor. No. Well, yeah, that doesn't because count. Because I'm not going to vote for Cook. No. You don't like that guy? You heard his whole thing about the gays. Well, uh, yeah. That's a good point. And so I was like, well, fuck him. Yeah. He doesn't get my vote. Nope. So no vote. No so vote I, was, I was just like, I'm not voting for Gary Herbert. No right. way in oh, hell. No, no, no. And Our this, current governors are a dipshit. And then this Cook jackass... No way I'm going to do that. Yeah. And then I looked at the other ones and I was like, I don't know who they are and their parties sound crazy. Right. So yeah. I'm not going to give them any support. I'm in the vegan potato farmer party. <laughs> if only. Yeah. Right. No, this is like the constitution party <laughs> and whatnot. We should probably learn what those parties are. Uh, so least. far, not a threat. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but otherwise, yeah. I, I mean, I voted for most of everything else. Right. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. The judges, I always just skip. Yeah. Unless I, I you've actually done research on them. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and I'm about to give my, my moral opinion on something. Oh. I don't think that it's okay to vote if you haven't, if you don't know what the hell you're voting on. No, that's true. And I skipped one of the constitutional amendments because a I was lo- like, I don't know what that is. A lot means. of people don't feel that way. They yeah. feel like, oh, I like that guy's name. Click. Oh, yeah. I don't like that person's name. Yeah. Click. Yeah. And, and that is not okay. There was one time when I, I got to the judges mm. and um, it's, and it's a recall vote for, for people who may not be following exactly what we're, we're doing right. or what we're talking about. Um, so there's a list of judges names and you say, yes, retain or no, kick them out. Right. And, uh, and so I looked at the list and I was like, well, no on all of them. <laughs> Because because my, my, my thought process was, well, if there's a campaign against one of these guys, if there's a group of people who are actually voting against him, right, or yeah. her, because they're an asshole of some kind, <laughs> I will join with them. Except- Otherwise, it won't hurt. And then I thought, and after I, like, cast the ballot, I felt a little bad because I was like, well, what if everybody was had that attitude? Right. Yeah. You know? Not only just that. throw the bastards out. Not only that, but realize that you're in a state where the majority of people disagree with most of your leanings. Meaning, you may have been voting against people who are judges that you would champion if you knew anything about nah, them. who knows? 
I'm gonna. I, it didn't change. None of the none of them no, got kicked off no, the bench you, because of me. Well, and I didn't do it again. I felt bad. Right. Yeah. Just don't vote if you don't. People, if you don't know what you're what, what it is, just don't vote. Or just vote for Obama and don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, by this point, if you don't know what's going on in the presidential election, <laughs> you're definitely. I mean. You probably don't even have electricity, so you can't. So our our exhortations yeah. won't have any effect on you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh well. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We Yay. sure are glad you did. Yeah. <clears throat> you can. I'm going to remind everyone uh, of a couple ways that you can show your support and your love for us. Oh, and yes. and and those Indeed. are. Indeed. It's nice when you do that. Um, we have we have some wonderful supporters. If you want to uh, help us with the cost of, of doing this podcast, if you feel uh, like you've benefited from it and, and would like it to continue, you may go to thankgodimatheist.com and click on the support uh, link on the right-hand side of the, yeah. of the page. And, uh, and that, it'll, it'll give you a couple options, um, and we would greatly appreciate your donation. It would be super helpful for yeah, us. It really helps out. And uh, and if you can't afford to do that, um, spreading the word is another great way you can uh, you can mm-hmm. help us out. Tell I, your friends, either people. telling your friends, you know, talk to people online, maybe put out a shout out on, yeah. on your Facebook page, yeah. or go to uh, iTunes and yeah. leave a review. You leave a little comment. Yeah. yeah, we're almost to eighty reviews. We'd love to have, We'd love to get up to a hundred at some point soon. Yeah. So yeah, if you guys go onto iTunes and we are and, like crazy reviewed. And it's awesome. Yeah. Like, it's so great that everybody um, who, who has done that has left such wonderful comments. It's yeah. really it's really sweet. They, they are very encouraging as well. But like, we do encourage you to be feeling honest. Whenever I'm feeling a little blue, I get on iTunes. <laughs> I just read through all the nice comments. It really, it really is kind of heartwarming. <laughs> no, it's We love amazing. you guys. <laughs> I, I, I really do feel a connection with our mm-hmm. listeners. I, yeah. feel like, I feel like we got a great listenership here. I think so. So do those things. If you want to contact us, you can do it in a number of ways. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DJ Atheist and like us. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a click. Yeah. You just click like. And then like, you like us. And then, yeah. and then there you are. Yeah. Or you can uh, email us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or uh, leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. We sure would. Well, thanks for for listening, everybody. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye.